back corner <laughs> when I'm not presenting. Listening in. And listen in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bash University Live here on Tuesday night. Take a quick break. Watch John Cruz's on the Tokyo rig. Be a part of the show. Get some chances to win some awesome prizes. As fast you go. You know, we didn't have that back then. And, and, dude, it, it can just... That text thread gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialing Welcome to Bash University Live, guys. Appreciate you hanging in there with us, running a little behind schedule, but we're glad you're here. Uh, we're super excited. We got JT Tompkins, the champ from the Bass Open, uh, came into my house and pushed us around a little bit uh, with a really, really challenging tournament, and he did extremely well to pull the win out from deep into the top 10 field, came from behind, overcame a set. Man, I bet you he had a, like a nine-pound deficit that he overcame to win that tournament um just just amazing we're going to be talking about that um all you know all things bass fishing that happened down there the challenge of the the flood tide the of 200 boat fields difficult conditions get your questions together what do you guys want to talk about we're here for you um whatever you want to ask us or jt we're going to pass you guys through um, and we're gonna we're gonna dive in deep <laughs> to the Chesapeake <laughs> tournament. Some deeper, than others. <laughs> Some deeper than others. When I was the, we were talking about um, when I was underwater, we had a moment there uh, where we heard uh, Simon and Garfunkel's <laughs> "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend." <laughs> yeah, that, that's when you were thinking maybe better just to stay underwater. Just better stay <laughs> under. Just you know, let this one pass by. What would I? I could have just swam underwater to like the the marina dock and just disappeared. Yeah, like a Sasquatch, you know, just like <laughs> <laughs> a Sasquatch rising out of the water. <laughs> Hairy back. I, my, it was funny. That, <laughs> I can imagine like kelp caught in your fur. With some milfoil. My, it's funny. My uh, my VRBO house was right there by where I was fishing, and I could have just gone in, poured a coffee. You know, just that is one thing I'm surprised you don't have on your boat is like a cure egg or something. I'm wanting that. I'm wanting that. We uh, got to get, get Rick, a hold of Bass Cat. Rick Pierce, <laughs> we need a cure again, the Bass Cat. But, uh, but I remember being underwater, and I, like, I was panicked. <laughs> I remember like being underwater. And I was like, I, my eyes were open, like, and I, and I did freeze. Like, I, I did freeze for a second to collect myself and think, that, that just happened. <laughs> you know, I'm underwater. I'm now underwater. I, oh, my eyes are open. <laughs> And because I'm like panic, like normally if you jump in, you close your eyes, but my eyes are wide open and under the murky Chesapeake, I could read the bass cat on the bottom <laughs> of my hull. <laughs> <laughs> like what was, what was the first like image you had in your head? Like, was there a person, a face, a thought? Oh, man, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just think of Jake. <laughs> was he watching and just dis disappointed? <laughs> I thought of all my ancestors. <laughs> uh, man, no, I just, 
Yeah, well, the, the humiliation, the embarrassment, <laughs> you know, if, am, am I upset? Well, here's the thing. It happened so, so freaking fast. Like, it was like you're fishing, you're competing, and now I'm standing at the bo- staring at the bottom of my boat under the wa- underwater. You know, it's just it, it was instantaneous. You know, Howie so. said that you are the Pete version of Aquaview. <laughs> there you go. You got to feel it out. <laughs> I did. I wanted to take a look at that habitat I was fishing and wonder <laughs> wonder why those fish uh, had moved uh, and weren't there. Oh man, that that was crazy experience. But uh, but yeah, then I got up and I'm like, you know, of course I'm. Lo- looking for help and all i see is a camera lens pointed <laughs> at me and then i you know i ask if we're live and of course we are you oh, know that was my favorite your reaction like <laughs> you did that you did that like nervous laugh <laughs> it's like oh, oh. <laughs> did not get the, did not get away with that <laughs> could hear the pain in your voice yeah it was it was good it was needed for the show <laughs> uh, it was it was slow for the most part so it was, it was needed. Yeah. Good well, job. You just lost a lot of items. You well, lost your hat. You lost your sunglasses. Yeah. And I mentioned yesterday, <laughs> you lost your chapstick. And I was I was sad for your chapstick. I know. I didn't realize I lost my chapstick. That's, that chat's like necessary equipment when you're fishing in the sun. If Pete was getting up on the ladder and I just see a chapstick floating behind him. <laughs> I saw this. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I called him yesterday. I was like, I watched your fall so many times, but every single time I just saw a chapstick floating behind you. <laughs> that was it. That was a painful laugh. <laughs> that, that's the painful laugh. Yep. Well, you didn't have your phone in there, right? I, well, no. Fortunately, Scott, I, um, I, t- I just am in this habit. Like, I take my... I guess because I'm anticipating I'm going to be a disaster. So uh, I take my wallet, my phone, keys. I take everything out, and I put it in the compartment behind my seat in the boat. So, uh, you know, I didn't. The only thing I had in my pocket was chapstick. and uh, Had. 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 Mm, that's all right. I buy it in bulk. We got some. <laughs> uh, so then I got up, and, you know, fortunately, you know, like I said, I was able to Get get right back to it. Figured out how easy it was to you know get my motor up and down, and uh, and then went about the business of battling this tournament, man. But what what a, and you know here's the other thing that that is really um, it felt great. Like everybody, what, the, the splash in the water. Yeah, oh. it it was like it it just chilled me right out. Literally, it was like eighty degree water. And uh, it wasn't cold. People were thinking, oh, man, does he need a warm cl- new set of clothes, um, hot meal, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but it was sti- it was hot and sticky. And, hot and sticky. And, it, and, and I was frustrated because the, the fi- this spot where I fell in was where I, w- I caught three fish that I weighed in on day one. And, it, and I could not believe the tide was just right. Everything was just right. No other boats in the water. You know, in the tournament, and uh, and I just I went in the drain. So I was a little frustrated. The tournament jitters, excitement, enthusiasm. So just going in, just uh, it was like, oh man, I felt great, man. <laughs> I did, I really did. And then and I tore off. I went, I ran up to Susquehanna after that, and uh, just made a nice long boat ride. You know, and uh, dry yourself out. It just felt good, man. It felt it felt really good. So um, I'm here to entertain people. Very nice. <laughs> You're welcome. Is it harder to fish when you're soaking wet, though? Uh, you know, I had that Rapala uh, performance jersey on, and I have these um, 
the the pants are also like sun pants. Pete's pants. Yeah, they're they're uh, who, who made LL Bean. <laughs> I, I was wearing LL Bean, uh, but they're all they all they don't hold water. You know, just every all the the water just falls right out of them. They're paper thin, <laughs> and um, yeah. So I, you know, I wasn't bothered by the the water at all. It just wicked right off of me. So, so anyway, that's my uh, that's my tale of woe. But we're <laughs> <laughs> we we're gonna talk to the champ who didn't fall in, and um, everything seemed to go his way. And it's good to have you with us today, GDP. It's nice to be here, Pete. Yep. Hearing about your story. <laughs> yeah, everybody saw it a million times, but um, you had a good tournament. It was it was decent. Yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know. Yeah. I mean, I want to dive into that a little bit uh, with yeah. you to find out how you were doing it. Maybe, maybe a. Uh, do you want to do that now, Brian, or you want to wait till? No. No, we're going to JT. <laughs> That's right. We're going to JT. We're going to commercial break. All right, we're gonna because I want to find out where you were fishing and what you were doing and all that good stuff. Jocelyn, we got some prizes. We we've got as always a Facebook like and share. Get over there and get that done. We've got a really cool prize pack for you, and we're going to be giving away a prize at the end of the show. So pay attention. We're going to be asking you a question about what we talk about, and we're going to give away a cool prize. And also, don't forget to like and share on our Facebook feed because you could win Hobie sunglasses. So. Go over, like, and share, and maybe maybe we'll throw in some floaties so that you don't <laughs> use them like he did. <laughs> I think uh -oh. I need a signature series floaty. Uh, th that was recommended to me, you yeah, know. There you it is, the Hobie version. But it was it was a little bit more demeaning. They wanted me to wear those ones for the kids. Oh, floaties. You know? <laughs> yeah. oh, floaties. Floaty. <laughs> that would be, that'd be good. Uh, well, Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna be come back. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk to JT. Get your questions together. What do you guys want to talk about? It's open book, man. We're giving away spots. We're giving away GPS points. The whole bit. It's happening. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel. Providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for, catch more fish, have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? 
I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That they're made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out during a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hooks that boom goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Welcome back to Tackle Direct Studios uh, and Bash University Live. Glad you guys are here. Uh, we uh, once again we got JD Tompkins coming on, the winner of the Bass Open JT. on the on the Chesapeake, and uh, can't wait to talk to him. And um, man, we've we've got uh, we just want to give a shout out to some of the companies that uh, that we work with and and help support us. Cash and fishing rods, of course, caught all my fish using my cash and rods, uh, a variety of them in this tournament. And my Hobie sunglasses, which we're going to be giving away a pair of Hobies today. Be. Like the pair you gave away to the Chesapeake? I like the pair I gave away to the Chesapeake. By the way, uh, uh, somebody can go out there and try to find those, I guess. Yeah. You know? But uh, what else we got, Joss? Um, we also have Bass Boat for Sale. Um, Bass Boat for since Sale. Since the season's over for a lot of people, if you're looking to sell your boat, you know where to go. Bass Boat for Sale. That's the place. Uh, quality boats, ready to fish out of. Uh, they're vetted. It's a, it's a great place whether you're buying a boat or selling a boat. Uh, BassBoatForSale.com is a great way to go. Thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate it. And Pete, it. you might not need to take your AquaView to the Chesapeake to go find those. Hobies that is there. great. That is a great way to go, Joss. Uh, I am going to do that exact thing. Um, and also maybe find my chapstick. <laughs> that's that's floated <laughs> that's into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> that's gone. <laughs> that's that's out there in the, the what is that big wad of plastic that collects out in the middle of, uh, <laughs> of the ocean? Pete's There's probably like a thousand <laughs> chapsticks, and Pete's gonna find his. Pete's pocket. <laughs> uh, well, we'll go look for that too. So, um, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're get your questions together. We're gonna be talking uh, tournament fishing, high, high pressures situations full moons flood tides man uh i'm i'm really anxious to talk to jt to see how he solved this puzzle and uh let's get let's get right into it btc is jt ready to go yes he is i'm looking for him in the queue and uh he this is a really a second big win uh Juana costa and uh this is um in such a so so young to be doing this already but here he is, J.T. Tompkins, the champ, the winner of the Bass Open, is with us. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. 
Man, it's uh, that's quite a thrill. I, uh, I, I, first of all, I want to apologize for hogging the mic when you were trying to figure out whether or not you won the tournament. <laughs> You're all good. I'm not worried about it. I was just glad to be up there, to be honest, after the second day. <laughs> well, it was a it was a challenging challenging tournament for everybody. Uh, but had do you have any experience on the Chesapeake? No, um, right before Onada, I actually went there for two days, two and a half days in pre-practice, and just, I honestly didn't even know where the boat ramp and stuff was, so I just kind of got on Google Earth, found a boat ramp, and just backed in, and, you know, I, I like to scan, so I probably scanned for about two days straight, and just kind of looked around, that's mainly what I did, so, no, not much, just looking at YouTube videos and some stuff from previous tournaments. That's about all the research stuff I did. Well, that that scanning uh, seemed to play, uh, man. That that was the recipe for success because it seemed like uh, that what what few clips I saw because I haven't got to view much of the content at all yet, mm-hmm. but it, it looked like you were fishing offshore wood. Yeah, like early in the morning, like first thing, it was a flat. It had a ton, a ton of bait on it, and they seemed to feed really, really good in offshore wood for about the first two or three hours. You could pick them off all day, but those first few hours were, I probably had a limit in about 45 minutes for about 13 and a half pounds that first morning. So yeah, that kinda, that's kind of how I caught them that morning. That That's very upsetting to me. That's good. Uh, that's GDP. Really, well, <laughs> let's get a little better breakdown. Where, where actually were you at, if you don't mind telling us? I didn't see it either. Um, I was, I, I stayed pretty close to the boat rim, just fishing isolated structure that was I got you. not exactly getting beat up by the 180 guys. And um, just and it ended up getting beat up pretty good, but I was able to just pick fish off of an isolated structure with you know just trying to fish for as precise as possible. Yep, gotcha. Yeah, there was a there. I mean, there was pressure out there though. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. I mean, I was out there. Uh, I would pop in for uh, you know every day just to, but I couldn't like a lot of the. I might have been the areas where you were fishing, but there was three or four or five boats that. Mm-hmm. You know, we seem to be fishing these the one stretch, and if I had to call it, they were they were kind of in the area where the flat starts to drop off a little bit. Drop off. Yeah. You have that first break. Yeah, that's what it looked like. All you guys were crowded yeah. out there on that wood. Yeah, it was like the first break. There's like a flat that goes like probably 300 yards. It's like two foot deep, and depending on the tide, and then it makes that first break. And it drops off to like four, mm-hmm. and it has a couple pieces of wood on that. Then it makes another break off to like six to nine, and there was wood on that too. And it just depend. You had to move up and down with the fish throughout the day. It's kind of what the key was for there. How did you manage? Like, because uh, it was a crowd. Like, did you guys like draw straws to see who got the fish to good pieces of wood, or was there enough for everybody? Or how did that work? Um, there's plenty of wood out there. And I mean, there were times in a tournament where <laughs> one guy would get done fishing a piece, and he'd be he'd be about power pulled down on the piece of wood, and you throw and throw right to his motor, and you know, vice versa. You kind of wiggled in between the boats. Everybody's very courteous out there, and um, that's. I mean, you, we, there were times we were talking the whole all three days. Like all the guys out there were just talking, like watching each other catch fish. It was kind of pretty cool to be honest because it was kind of fun being out there you actually had like a your own little bass track out there it was pretty neat that you got updated on and it was our little group of guys and we just out there picking fish off about underneath each other's boats because there was so many fish out there you you couldn't catch them all no matter 
how long you fished a single brush pile seemed like always no matter how many baits you threw or how many times you threw in it somebody come behind you and pick one off out of it so that was pretty cool that is amazing well we call we call this the nate wellman pattern well, i didn't yeah i didn't want to say it but yeah that's <laughs> two events in a row that went off that area right in september in september yep that's right that yep, that same that same area is where nate dominated but he was he was he, he this was when side imaging just came out mm-hmm. and nate found mm-hmm. that w- wood and uh yep. and just you know just beat us to death with it but that was like 10 years ago that was a while ago yeah yeah so here we go the next time in september we've got it uh one again but this time uh man how many how many of you guys made the cut it looked like there was at least three out there on the final day four four there was four yeah because it was me um dave kyle austin trace wendell and Trace Wendell had some unfortunate things go on the last day. They ended up having him DQ'd, but um, he was out there the first two days, and re- he really had it figured out better than all of us. And um, he was courteous enough to let all of us in on his little deal, and that was just a class act out of him to let him co- go out there and do that. And then also the last day he followed us around, and it was just a class act from bell to bell that last day. So really wish he was out there fishing that day with us. Yeah, that, w- that was unfortunate, and uh... – yeah, they, I think it was a uh, uh, administrative thing, something to do with insurance. But he was uh, he was DQ'd from that tournament. And he was sitting in second place. Yeah. yeah, he was. That was his tournament to win. And um, I was really, you know, even though I was competing against him, I was rooting for him to win because he really was just super nice the first two days to let us all come in like that. Because he was really, I would I would say almost the pioneer of that spot in that tournament. And um, he had it figured out better than all of us. And that for him to let us come in there and do that was just pretty cool of him. Man, if I'd have known you guys were so friendly out there, I would have got in the mix too. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize I was fishing up on top of the flat. I was fishing what 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 these guys weren't fishing. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh and I didn't realize it was such a love fest, GDP. I would have got involved. Yeah, that's that's actually really <laughs> yeah. that's that's good to hear nowadays actually, yeah. especially in the opens because I feel like the rivalry in the opens is really strong. So to have you guys all working together is pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. Because it could have gone the other way, man. You guys could have been at each other's throat. Yep. Oh, yeah, 100%. The good thing was, like, I kind of know Kyle Austin, and I kind of knew Trey Swindle going into it. And we're all young guys, so we're all kind of almost teaming up on everybody. It was pretty neat to have all them young guys out there because I think seven of the top ten were below 25 or 26 years old, so that was pretty neat. So that had some camaraderie there, too. To go along with it so i think that had something to do with us all being young yeah good yeah that that was very upsetting to me too uh <laughs> i mean i'm scott you can appreciate this i'm looking i'm looking around at this top 10 and they they all look like they're 19 years old 20 years old i'm like the only, i'm the only gray face in the bunch old school getting it done <laughs> yeah. oh man I remember being the one young guy uh, in amongst the old, you know, the older guys all making the cut, and I was like, you know, but this was opposite day, you know. Everybody yeah. was so <laughs> young. I think the average age probably was twenty three years old in that top ten. Just started drinking. Yeah, yeah. Probably not far off from that. Yeah, because you're you're just twenty years old, and you've got two big wins under your belt, man. Awesome. How are you doing this at such a young age? Ah, uh, man, I really don't know. It's been, I've been had a pretty lucky run these last few years, and I've had a lot of people around me that's just 
made it easy to be honest you know i got a family that supports me everywhere i go and i got people that travel with me and then the people around me sponsors boat motor all that stuff is just makes it pretty easy to come out come out here and do your job and you know i think i had a lot of stuff go my way these last few years so been pretty lucky is uh is this all you do are you are do you have a, a full-time job or are you just getting after it yeah that's that's the part that i'm really lucky about I've, i have a dad and, and family that supports me a lot and they kind of just tell me to go fishing so i'm gonna go fishing as many days and as many hours as i can i'm gonna be back then at dark and i'm gonna come out the water at dark and i'm gonna be on the water every single day to make sure that i make it i make it worth their while letting me go out here and do this man well that's 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 terrific support you're very fortunate for that and uh and you're making good use of it uh which is awesome and well let, let's let's dive in a little bit bass university style i mean we learned about the flats the the the, the break-offs the wood that you guys were keying on and i know that area so well and i know exactly what you're talking about and i um you know uh that's fascinating that they were they were over there i was catching some up on top too i caught some every day yep. up on top uh but you guys were dominating out there off of that break uh but talk about the baits what were what were the tools how were you catching them yeah i mean the funny thing was like during the tournament the crazy thing was is every single day one of us would catch a big bag and it was always one of us was doing something slightly different like the first day i think trey swindle had the biggest bag out there and i think he was doing something a little bit different he might have been cranking a little bit so there was that the first day the second day i think kyle Austin actually had the biggest bag out there you know and i believe he was just throwing a cinco square bill and he was throwing multiple different things but he was catching them on you know certain two baits and then the last day everybody was catching them on cincos and stuff like that and um i decided to pick up a jig and i picked up the biggest bag the last day so i think those fish changing every single day they were biting a little bit different things. So you can go out there tomorrow and maybe catch one, something different. And um, that was the thing that a little bit of luck happened and, you know, a little bit of decision-making. But every single day it seemed like they did something a little bit different. That, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. That, well, switching to the jig, man, that that, uh, that well, I mean, you had a dominant bag. That was, what, the third biggest bag of the tournament? Yeah. Or second or third biggest bag of the tournament? Oh. How many bites mm-hmm. did you get out there? Um, out there offshore, I probably had about 10, 10 bites that I put in the boat and I had a couple few that I'd throw over a log and when I set the hook, they would just be on the opposite side and I just couldn't get them out. Oh, you lost a few. Yeah. I probably lost three that out there that last day because there, those stumps are so nasty and you had to throw right, especially the later tournament got the tighter they got to cover and you couldn't just throw the edges and catch them. You had to throw right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And there was a few where I'd, I'd set the hook and I'd feel them in the wood and you see them pull them back and then all of a sudden they just pop loose. So I'm lost to be like that. I never broke any off, so that was good. Yeah, well, see, that's people say everything's got to be perfect, but a lot of times a tournament win, you 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 have some mishaps. You had a few lost fish. I know the what you're dealing with out there is those those I call them root balls, right? Mm-hmm. I imagine that's where you're having trouble is that base of the tree. When, when yeah, the full, exactly. The whole tree falls over and erodes away, and you're left with these big root complex root balls that Isn't that, are, that big that tall tree. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> the, well, those root balls have it's just infinite 
fingers, man. And, and yeah, 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 it's hard to get them fish up and out of there. Yeah, and the main thing was like it wasn't. You just couldn't get a good hook in them because when your line's wrapped around three different things, you know, if wide open water, you're putting I don't know a certain amount of pounds of pressure. When you get wrapped up in three different trees, it's cutting your power into a third. So you're not getting the hooks that you need as well. So you're not getting a good hook in them. Plus they're wrapped up in a tree. They got leverage, a lot of different stuff going on like that. So I missed a few out there. There's not much you can do about it, but I was able to get enough bites that last day to put a good enough bag together. Where, let me ask you this. Cause I, this area that you're talking about is notorious for it is released fish, especially in this tournament. Yeah. Like, uh, were you seeing that? Were you, were you getting some recycled fish coming through? Yeah, it was funny. Like every single day, like the first day, the fish were pretty clean out there. Like you caught a fish that was, they were clean, looked good, green, healthy. <laughs> and every single day they get little marks on them and a little bit skinnier, <laughs> some holes in the mouth and stuff like that. So every single day they got a little more beat up looking. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not surprising. I know they drove them out and they released them, but uh, with all that shad in the area, mm-hmm. I've always had that theory that it, uh, if there's enough food, those fish aren't going anywhere. No. They're going to no. stay put. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Well, they stayed put enough uh, yeah. for day two and yeah. day three. Now, the guys were talking about, uh, and I didn't get to see it, but a chatterbait, did that play a role for you to, for some fish? Oh, 100%. I caught – it seemed like my biggest fish came off a of chatterbait throughout the week, 100%. <laughs> like that last day, I caught a four-pounder and a three and a quarter, three and a half that last day that, that I put in the bag. And I probably caught six or seven others on a chatterbait as well that day too. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What's your chatterbait setup? What was it? Were you lightweight? Were you were you weedless to get through that wood? No. What, what's your setup? Um, I didn't really fish I didn't really fish a chatterbait in the wood. I kinda just fish rip rep walls with it. I fished almost like a square bill, mm-hmm. you know, just going down walls and paralleling and doing stuff like that but i had a half ounce jackhammer with a little fluke on the back looking, by z-man or not z-man but, um strike king that strike king z2 looking like a shad very nice mm-hmm. exactly looking like one because a lot of these rip wrap walls there was a bunch of shad pushed up on them and um you could always it seemed like if you fished enough rip wrap walls with chatterbait you were gonna get bit period and that's kind of like was if i needed a bite especially being close to the boat ramp that's what i did was just go wind a chatterbait around rip rap. Plus, it's my confidence bait too. Yeah. Well, what what uh, what tell tell me about your setup? What what kind of rod, reel, line are you using with the chatterbait? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use a seven foot four medium heavy, extra fast KVD series loose bait caster, and that rod is perfect. Like it's it's just a phenomenal spinning I mean, um, bait caster, and I also use a loose custom light reel. And seven, I think it's a seven to four gear ratio because I like to keep it moving. I was throwing 20 pound line. I always throw a 20 pound line on a chatterbait for the most part, unless I'm trying to get it down mm-hmm. just because I don't know. You, you see, typically when you're throwing a chatterbait, you're on structure. So I always like to keep heavy line and keep the pressure to them. Well, that's, uh, those are great tools. I, I use 20 pound too, but I, I'm looking at some notes here and it, it, now you did all your damage here close to the ramp, but you made some long runs on day one and day two. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a spot I found on Google Earth in pre-practice. It was like a little lake that had a ditch coming out of it, and um, there was a big school of them there in practice. Like it was probably five or six. When I say big school, five or six, and I could see them up there. And the first day, 
I wasted like three hours because the tide and the full moon was so high that it over flooded the lake. So water was coming out of everywhere because it overran the embankment. So I wasted like three hours waiting for the tide to get down. So it only come out of that ditch, you know, so it was a lot more current instead of it coming out of everywhere. And then, but once that water came out of that singular ditch, I was able to pull up there and catch two good ones. The first day on back to back cast and I missed a five pounder both days off of that spot. It's actually the same five pounder. Oh my gosh. Cause I could see him up there in the drain. He just sat there with his face right into the current. I just missed him both days. Like he was real smart. I'd throw it by there and he'd follow it and I dropped it and he just went to the bottom and sucked it right up. But the first day when he, when he sucked it in, it curled up the fluke on the hook. Oh. And when I set the hook, it, it just never got to penetrate. So that, that stung. Man. And the second day he just flashed on it and never got it. Huh. How long a run are we talking here? Yeah, we're exactly. Know, the, the, the spot minutes. sounds familiar. <laughs> Show me yeah, on the map. Yeah, probably 15 minutes. Oh, 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I'm Because uh, I'm trying to think of uh, a, a, lake system, a, a lake system. You know where he's at? If he's 15 minutes, no. If it was a long run, I was going to say Day's Cove. In the back there where it goes to the creek and goes to the actual lake. Yeah. There. That's what yeah. it sounds like, but obviously it's not that. Yeah. this It's a pretty isolated spot. It's pretty hard to find. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I had it all to myself in this tournament. There ain't much we don't so, know. I'm surprised. Yeah. If you probably explain a little more, we'd get it. I'm, I'm. That's how <laughs> I, I'm going hunting Google Earth tonight. As soon as we're done, <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's very very cool. Fifteen fifteen minutes at what speed? <laughs> <laughs> well, with all these boaters and everything, there's, 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 there's only one and... other spot that I know of that's that close. That's you know there. I could say it out loud if you want me to, but if not, no big deal. We'll we'll let we'll let JT keep that yeah, spot that's secret. Fine. Uh, but that's that's super cool. Now, day two was a, a challenge, right? That was yeah. now I I that was a frustrating day. Your your weight was at its lowest. What what happened that day? Because to me, those days are the days that are most important. Those are the ones where you win mm-hmm. is, the, is the survival days. And that's what you did. Yeah, on day two well, day one, I caught more fish, but I had a little I had the because day one was my lowest weight day, but I had the most fish. I just couldn't catch a good one. Oh, wow. And then day oh, two, wow. I had eight ounces more, but I only had six bites all day. And basically, I decided to start out there on the on that wood with Trace Winter. Because the first day, I didn't start there. I actually started on that ditch, and then it wasn't right, and I had to come back later. So I ended up wasting like three hours the first day trying to get that ditch to work out. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I caught some fish off of it that made up that time. But the second day, I actually started out there on the wood because I kind of got my timing a little bit better, and I knew the tide would be an hour later, so I knew when to go down there. And um, so I started out there in the wood, and um, I caught three or four, and I knew Trey Swindle was started out there, so I let him have it the rest of the day. And I, I think I went out there one more time, but I just went throwing around a chatterbait, went to the, went to that little drain, and then picked off some more fish here and there, and that's kind of how it went that that day, just just trying to put together a bag i just wanted to check to be honest and then once i caught those four fish three fish out there next to trey i said hey dude thank you for the check i'm heading out because i caught some fish there day one so he knew i was there so it was you know we both found it so after day one and day two i think i had six fish in the box from that spot so over half my fish came off the area but once i caught those three fish i knew he had a shot to win it especially in a tournament like this so i just left them and went chatterbaiting the rest of the day and ended up picking up the other two that barely squeezed me in the cut. Well, 
Great tournament, man. Yeah. Really, sure. really, really great. Yeah, I mean, you had a few, like, every every win, you have a few th things go your way. Like, uh, it's unfortunate to benefit from Trey, but we all moved up a spot, you know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But um, but that's the, way, that's the way tournament fishing is. There's so much more to this than just, you know, being able to fight – you know, find fish, pattern them. It, it's it's about dealing with all the obstacles, like like going for a swim when you have to, and uh, <laughs> survive surviving breakdowns, whatever it may be. But you did oh, yeah. you, you did a great job winning that. And congratulations again. But you've you've punched your ticket, man. You're going to the big dance in I guess March of next year. Uh, yes, sir. This is this is an exciting moment. Yeah, I mean, I still haven't quite processed it fully. I mean, the Bassmaster Classic. I mean, I've driven, I won. I think me and my dad. We. I think I caught my first bass when I was four years old out of a pond. And I think ever since that day, I've probably been looking at that classic on TV. And man, it's just, I wanted it so bad the last few years, especially missing the elites and by like one or two spots over and over, and then. I never thought I was going to make the elite or the classic because, you know, I only thought you could really win it or go to it through the elites. And um, to end up winning a tournament and going like that is just amazing. I'm just so excited to be there, and I can't wait to have my family and everyone there watching and enjoy that experience. So I'm stoked. That, Super stoked. Where Where are you from, JT? Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Okay. Well, you're not too far away over there in Knoxville. Yeah, right there in the notes, Pete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, very cool. I, I'm, I'm excited for you to be at the classic. We'll, uh, we'll be there watching, unfortunately, but, uh, but it's going to be great. I know a lot of people, a lot of people at Bash U, uh, have some questions for JT Jocelyn. Why don't we well, pass actually, this, this first question is for all of you. They want to know how the, if the current helped you or did it hurt you? The current? Well, um, when you were I, in the water. <laughs> <laughs> for me I, I, and i'll take this first because i'm interested in, in uh and I, i'll let you go last because you're the champ jt but current uh for me was a big factor i had to i had to keep moving till i found it because some of the habitat that i was fishing was current dependent if i saw it like slick and not moving i would keep moving until i found some areas where the flow was happening and it's not that much flow in the upper part of the bay. It's just a little bit, but it's amazing. A little bit of flow makes a lot of difference. So current was very important to me. How about you? 100%. And, you know, being a local, me and Pete, we can actually gauge our day a little better, I feel like, than guys just showing up and wholesaling for the most part for the current to come. I did the same thing. I ran around like crazy. You know, I knew the areas where it started flowing first, and I ran it that way. So, yes, current was, was key. Yeah. You, there's not typically a lot of current where you were fishing, JT. Did, did you see mm -hmm. current? Was it a factor for you? Um, You didn't really see it, but you'd feel it, like, in your boat. Like, the current played a big factor when I was throwing a chatterbait because that's kind of how I ran my pattern in other areas. Like, I drove around the lake, and I'd drive until I saw boiling current, like, until you saw it on top of the water. And if you saw it on top of the water, typically there was something under the water that made it do that. And that's what I chased around with the chatterbait a little bit the first two or three. Well, actually, every day I implemented that pattern because I know how important current is. You know, I end up, I'm lucky enough to be from a tidal water, so I kind of understand what to look for a little bit. And I was able to kind of put a chatterbait in my hand and fish more current-related stuff 
when I didn't find areas that were, you know, offshore where fish lived, you know, tied in, tied out, no matter what. So that's kind of what I do with the chatterbait was look for areas where I saw the water moving a little bit faster than everywhere else. And typically there was something going on there under the water they were staged up on that allowed that current to do what it was doing. What What's your title fishery? I, well, when y'all get when when in when the y'all bay. Yep. When y'all bay. <laughs> Check out those notes, Peter. <laughs> Well, that's uh, well, having that experience helped you a lot. I mean, that's that's a, mm-hmm. is that off the Chesapeake? Is that part of the Chesapeake, or is that not? No, it's a completely no, that's, different. That's off. Yeah, that's way down south. Yeah. Though. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you, did you land my, on a big rock when you fell in? Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might deprived my brain of oxygen for a moment <laughs> while I was down there. So. I will forgive that one. Yeah, I know the Chesapeake's long, but it ain't that long. <laughs> 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 It's like three, four states away. Yeah, it is. Well, it goes down into Virginia, yeah. right? It's then Virginia North, Beach. Yeah. Does it touch North Carolina I down there? I don't know if it goes that far. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It just goes to the Atlantic. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but if, then it goes into the Winnie Bay, through the Atlantic. Yeah. So, yes, it's connected. It's all connected. Yeah. Connected. yeah. yeah. Very right. good people. And my chapstick's floating <laughs> there <laughs> right <laughs> chapstick now. chapstick will be in the Winnie Bay. <laughs> yeah. look, look for that, TNT. <laughs> See if you can collect my chapstick for me. Yeah. The um, <laughs> Jocelyn, we have a, that was a great question. We do. So, um, Howie would like to know, how did forward-facing sonar have a play in your fishing? What appeared to be shallow water? And was the water clarity in those areas? So what was the water cal- clarity and did forward-facing sonar play a part? JT? Well, I mean, for me, um, forward-facing sonar always plays a, a somewhat of a part. But, like, you know, when you're out there, it's all about being precise, making as many casts into the right spots as many times as you can during the day. Because I think my dad's always taught me my whole life is whoever stays in the best area for the most amount of time wins tournament or cuts a check. And that's what I believe, you know, that's, that's, that's what I narrow down fishing or I try to narrow down fishing to no matter what, whoever can put their bait in the best spot more times than anybody else. And pan optics, it's not, it doesn't make fish bite, but it darn sure helps you whenever you pull it to a brush pile, it it eliminates those wasted casts where you're not going to, miss that brush pile if you're if you're decent with your pen optics you can narrow it down to you can line right up and cast straight to it and you're not going to mess up so it mainly helped me with time management you know instead of taking five minutes on a brush pile i'd take you know one or two minutes because that cast was dead on every single time so it helped me in that sense but also you have 360 and because it didn't help me with like i wasn't live scoping them out there i wasn't casting the isolated fish i was just casting the stumps and there happened to be fish in it so, I mean, you could have done the same thing with 360, and if you're really good with your waypoints, you know, scanning on side scan, marking it, and lining up on your waypoints, and then understanding, you know, triangulations, you could do the same thing out there. So, that was the good thing about that. You weren't live scoping fish, you are just casting the targets, and um, it did help me with that. And there were times where I did see fish follow my bait out, that I would, you know, slow down, make a few more casts, and it did help me with stuff like that. Even on riprap walls, I'd see a fish follow my chatterbait, and um, I'd, I'd lock the power pulls down and make a few more flips with the wacky worm. So there were times like that at help, but mostly I was just casting the structure, and that's basically it. That's that's terrific. That's interesting um, because in that shallow water, you st- still found ways to use it. But I promise you, that's it. I was using uh, Mega 360 uh, mm-hmm. on out there, and ex- for the exact same reason, it just got me right on the juice and made it so efficient i couldn't have fished any of that stuff 
as efficiently as I did. I remember back in the, you know, having to triangulate only using mm-hmm. a, a, a waypoint or dropping a buoy. Mm. It's like, man, you just can just ease up to the habitat. You can see everything right out in front. You can see where the tree tips are, where the root ball yep. is, and you can just fan it. Do, 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 hit it, hit it right on the money every time. Yep. You know, yeah. it's it's amazing, it really efficient stuff. But that's really good use of uh, of your forward facing and and uh, in that shallow water, being able to find them tracking it. That's uh, that's a great tool. Great question, yeah. Howie. What else you got? We have us? one more. Um, Stefan wants to know: Did anyone use any Japanese tactics to deal mm. with the pressure? And if so, what and why? Kung fu. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> use kung fu? <laughs> we we dined on sushi. <laughs> you know, I want to I want to add to that question because there was a handful of Japanese anglers that fished this event, and I don't know how they did as a whole, but I will tell you they're very very good on forward facing sonar. They're probably the best, and there's so many game fish in the upper bay, it almost takes away the forward facing sonar only guys mm-hmm. because you're wasting so much time at casting at catfish, catfish and stripers, and everything else that's out yeah. there. Yeah, you know. Right. So that's that was my take on the whole Japanese question. Yeah, take that. Yeah, hi, hiya. <laughs> take that. Here's, <laughs> here's some catfish for you. Well, I, yeah, I, I can tell you this. The um, on my the pressure intensified on me uh, with uh, on day one. I remember JT. There just wasn't that many boats in the Northeast Creek. It yeah. Was, it was not that crowded. But oh my gosh, day two, it's like everybody stayed. Mm-hmm. Well, it went from fishing for one fish yeah, to I think the 4,000. Yeah. You know? Right. That's why. I think the number one reason why that happened was everybody in practice, you know, they went to the upper Chesapeake Bay, caught a fish here, caught a fish there, and then they were like, you know what, if I, if this, if the flats or my long run doesn't work out, I can always go to the riprap or I can always go to the stumps or I can always go to this, that. In the upper Chesapeake Bay, I can probably scrounge out a hunt. So I think when a lot of people's day one plans, along with myself, didn't go according to plan or their long shot didn't work, they were, you know, more comfortable staying close to the boat ramp, picking off a fish in a higher population area. And with more release fish being turned in, I think a lot of people made the um, decision, which is a very good decision, to stay a little bit closer, maximize their time, and try to put their bait in front of more fish with the higher population up there. So That made it made it hard on me. I, I uh I gave up like 80% of the areas that I was able to fish on day one. So mm-hmm. day two made it, made it a challenge. So I, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't get in the mix with people and I probably should have, but, uh, but the, um, I will say this, who's the, who's the kid that took second in the standings? Like the Japanese. In the standings? Yeah. He made the elites this year. He, he's, um, I'm so, I apologize. I can't. I I have to read his name because I can't just say. You were underwater a long time. Fujita. Ken. Yeah, I think that's him. Coyota Fujita. I think I, I think that's him. Yeah, it's got to be. He made top ten. I think. Or he yes. 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 That is him. Um, Had that for lunch yesterday. Yeah, Fujita. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> a buddy of mine, uh, was his camera boat and uh, and followed him around the bay. And he he not knowing the bay at all. He was running uh, between the bush and the sass and a bunch of other places and, and just scrambled extremely well. And, uh, mm-hmm. and just a really, really talented angler. 
that uh, did a, did a great job. He, he wound up catching him like in the mouth of the sassafras. The uh, mouth of the sass? Yeah. Um, and picked off a, a limit of fish. He he left. I think they were in the bush. He left with it with nothing, and uh, and then the. The camera boat lost him. When they caught back up with him, he had his limit for 11 pounds. Almost made the cut yep. in this tournament. So, he did a hell of a job scrambling with no tidal river experience at all. So, mm-hmm. it's gonna, he's going to be a tough contender on the three ounces out. You, you didn't year. think you made the cut, right? No, I did not think I was going to make the cut at all. Like, I almost, went, I almost went home, and then I knew my buddy Kyle was going to make it, so I stuck around and watched him. I was like, you know, just to – stay there and support him when he he made the cut and also trace swindle and then as we started getting close to weigh and i was like huh there's only like two more people with like 13 plus pound bags i was like if they slip up i could slip in and then and they ended away and i was they were like oh we only have co-angers left and i looked down it was like in ninth place and i was like completely shocked wow but i was super excited to get out there the next day because you know there you you can't win it if you don't got a shot if you're not fishing that third day so that was pretty cool. That was very cool. But you, where you made it ninth place, you were in. Yeah, mm-hmm. seven pounds back. Eleven. Eleven pounds yeah. back. How about that? <laughs> wow. Did you think you had a shot? What were you? What, no. what was your? What was your attitude going into day three? I just, you know, I've never gotten a trophy. I finished fourth in a lot of Toyotas, and I haven't made the top ten of Bass Open. So I was just happy to, first of all, have a camera in my boat. Never had a camera in my boat. And um, second of all, I just wanted one of those second, third place trophies. So that's what I was shooting for. And then another thing was I just was excited to get out there and go fishing again. And um, so, I mean, that was kind of it for me. You know, just wanted to get out there and go spend another day to go maybe grab a trophy, bring back some hardware, you know, bring back maybe a little more money. And also it was my mom's birthday. So I kind of was excited to be on live for that. Too, that's so. cool and throw a jig because you need you need a big bag oh yeah i was i was shooting i mean i was shooting for the win but i kind of knew what the odds were of that that's cool definitely shooting for the win. well you you got it and uh congratulations on that and congratulations on uh on when you were on live not falling in the water yeah i did not fall in <laughs> <laughs> well done <laughs> and uh it's it's great stuff, man. It, it's uh it's going to be fun uh, rooting for you at the classic this year. Uh, have you have you ever been to Knoxville? Have you ever fished this water? I've never been there. No. What's, I mean, I fished a little bit of Chickamauga, Gunnersville, stuff like that, but I've never. I didn't really hear a four loud until my buddy um Gussie won it. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna go spend my due diligence there this winter. You know, before cut off and everything, make sure I do everything by the rules. But I'm gonna do my due diligence there and try to see if I can make a run at something there in the classic and try to make it worth my while. Be excited to do it. Yes, and uh, double check your uh, your boat insurance. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Double triple check. <laughs> That's uh, brutal, man. I know. That's it's just so harsh because you know what? He honestly probably would have won that tournament. Mm-hmm exactly he was in second place i you know i i had just an 11 pound bag so it wasn't me uh he would he would only needed um geez what would it be needed like uh, 13 pounds i think like 12 12 to 13 pounds 12 to 13 pounds for the w 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, there's so much to how, this sport. But how was he in the uh, Angler of the Year? I don't think do you Do you know that, JT? I really don't know the standings, to be honest. And I don't want to, you know, say something that might not be 100% correct either. So, yeah. not 100% sure. Well, that aside, congratulations on a great win. Congratulations on the Classic. And uh, once again, like I said, I know it was real nerve-wracking during the weigh-in, and I kind of had – Hog the microphone there for too long, telling some stories like Brian loves to hear me tell, and uh, yeah. you know, but uh, you know, but it was it was awesome. It was it was my little moment for my home body of water. So I uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I had to de- I had to take the phone. No nah, man, you're good. I was just super happy to share the stage with you, man. That was awesome. Nah, I'm I'm super proud of you, and I wish you all the best. And uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that JT Thompson, winner of the uh, Chesapeake Open. Thank you, man. That is awesome, uh, Tompkins. Uh, and um, what a great deal. I'm still, still a little uh, shocked, honestly. And I've told you guys that because I've, I was flipping wood like JT in a lot of places that I cannot believe I did not get one more three pounder one more four pounder and i was just shocked every time that i would flip and not get that bite i, I just thought that was my tournament to win and it was but uh but i got beat i got beat handily with a nice 17 pound bag so well done jt and uh we're gonna are we gonna take a quick commercial break if you want to and <clears throat> you know what i learned what that for 34.99 you get three months of bass you and a 25 hour wow. tackle direct gift card that's right. You do the math. That's like uh, ten bucks for three months. Of t- Come on. Yeah, it's a great time. It's fall, guys. This is the time, man. Your oh, fall. your favorite season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, everybody's everybody's watching football or getting in the deer stand. This is the time to watch. This is the time to study. Jump in the lake. Jump in the fall, lake. You know what I mean? Fall forward. Yes. Yeah, fall forward. Fall forward. Stumble back. backwards. Head first. Uh, so get over there and get yourself subscribed. Never a better time to do it right than right now. So go over to bashu.tv. And get yourself subscribed. We're thinking about throwing a pair of Bashu swim trunks. Go all in for all the new <laughs> subscribers <laughs> as well. Maybe chapstick. Maybe I don't know. Chapstick, yeah, yeah I think that's, that's a good one. It's more affordable. It's some, <laughs> something. But we're we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna wrap up by talking about Greg and my experience on the bay, how we caught them, and uh, we're gonna be giving away some cool prizes. So just a couple minutes, we'll be right back with more Bashu Live. BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel, providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, 
no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. AquaView. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fish and rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Looks like we are back live. Uh, welcome back, everybody, uh, to Bash University Live. We got some, uh, don't forget, we have a Facebook like and share uh, contest going on, giving away a pair of Hobie glasses. We are. That's a great like and share. You better get liking and yeah, sharing. That, that, that really is. Those Hobie glasses are legit. They are legit. I just got the new ones for me, and I love them. Oh, <laughs> really? I did. That's what cool. did you get? I got the Maywood frame, and yeah. it, they're so cool. My face is so little, so not a lot of sunglasses fit me, and they do. That's awesome. Did you get the Sightmaster Plus lens? Yes. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Rose colors. They sound like fishing sunglasses. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, well, good deal. Well, like it and share it over there if you're watching over on Facebook. And um, and we also have a great trivia question that we're going to be giving out, uh, asking here pretty soon about what JT talked about on the Chesapeake. So look for that coming but uh i want to dive in with you gdp uh you're a, a veteran of the bay mm -hmm. uh been very successful down there had a blistering first day really yes. strong uh talk to me about your 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 tournament your patterns what were you doing yeah so i'm just gonna back up and practice so i went down the week before for two days and that's it and i didn't even practice the week of because i was like number one there's just too many guys everywhere yeah. i know what i'm doing i know what i should do right and that's what i'm gonna do so, so what did you do? So, day one of the tournament, <clears throat> this will probably be a surpriser for you. I ran to the elk. No kidding. Caught 13-11 and 13-10 out of the elk. Wow. So, in practice, I had, I shook off 20 fish in practice. Holy crap. And just in, in the one day, I shook off 20. I was like, all right, they're here where they should be. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I set on a couple. They were they were good size, you know, from mm-hmm. three to four pounds. Um, day one, I catch like twelve keepers. You That's know. amazing. Yeah, it was good. I had a I had a, a co-anchor in a boat day one. So day two, so day one, I was last flight. I was due back in at five twenty. So I caught the the best part of the tide, which was like that one thirty to two thirty time, mm-hmm. is when I did pretty much all of my damage, you know, on bigger fish. Right. Uh, flipping it, flipping a jig right. mostly. Okay. Um, what were you flipping it on? Like grass or hard docks cover, or docks, okay. trees. Yeah, yeah. Laydowns. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so day two, day two, I had to do a one eighty because uh, I was first flight doing it two thirty. The tide was an hour later that day, so I would miss that prime part of the tide. But day two, now there's not many secrets on the upper bay, but I do know of two. So <laughs> day two, I had no co-anger. So, so let's hear about them. So we were pulling them out the, the day two. Yeah. So, so day two, uh, the areas that I fish are off the bank, obviously. These are like kind of sneak holes that I found over your scanning. Uh, there was there was some tidal movement still, which made the area still possible to fish. So I pull up to it. It's uh, it's kind of like a rocky rock pile with like, some trees on it is what it is. Uh, I don't know how – I didn't put it there. I don't know how it got there. I just found it years ago. So I pull up to it day, day two of the tournament. Um, I put the poles down and I scan live over to it. There's f- literally four fish sitting on it. And so I pull up to it. I, I throw the drop shot right in there. This is like right away in the morning. I throw the drop shot right at it. And I see one of the fish just literally go over to my drop shot fell. I pick up and it's already got it. So I round down. I set the hook. I'm fighting it. I get it up. Three pounder. It just comes off. I'm uh. like, oh, oh, well, there's still three more down there. I'm like, whatever. So I fix the worm, put it back on. Next cast, I fire out there. I see you go, it goes, it, it falls right on top of them. I pick up, it's heavy again. I'm like, all right, so I got it again. I set the hook. This time it took me into the tree a little bit, but I got it up and out, and I'm fighting it. This is a four-pounder. This is even bigger. It's four-pounder, so, like, I'm fighting it. I almost get it to the boat. My line breaks. I'm oh like, that was two fish gosh. for, like, seven pounds, which is, like, hard to swallow in this tournament. Yeah. So, I'm like, whatever. So, I, I retie the entire leader, da-da-da. I stand back up. I span out to it. And, like, in that little bit of time, the tide stopped moving. And the fish, the, le- the other two fish weren't even there. I couldn't even see them. They, I cast at it for, like, five, ten more minutes, and I never got a bite again. So, I'm like, all right, whatever. So, knowing the tide wasn't going to be as good, I decided to run even further south. So, I ran down to a place called, it's called Wards, and Tim's Creek is real far south. So, I get down there. The water's moving. Um Flipping hardcover again. I get down there. I do catch like a two and a half. Um, and then I fish for a while more. The tide was still really high, but it was moving. I fish for a while more. I ended up sticking another fish, like a two and a half pounder, on a jig. And I'm fighting. I get it over top of the limb, and it just comes off. So now I lost three fish day two. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me at this point. It's getting late in, the, late in the day. Yeah, there's a monumental fish know, in this tournament. I know. And so I ended up. It's almost like I got five minutes left. I literally run all the way to the northeast. I go right almost up against where the, the check or the off-limits line is. I span a pole. I see a fish sitting there. I flip my drop shot to it. I see the fish, like, I saw where my, fate, my bait fell. I see the fish, like, go towards it, and then I lose it, and I look up. My line's, like, way over there. It already has it. I'm like, holy crap, I ran to it and just jetted off with it. So I set the hook, three-pounder. I have two fish for 5'10", 5'11". That's all I weighed, but I had an opportunity to really do well. You sure did. I did. You'd have been right there in the hunt for the win. I know I would have been. I kicked myself every day since then. Gr- yeah. Greg, why did you lead off with the drop shot on that first spot? It's just, I think because the little bit of tide movement I did have, 
and I don't know. I just I just always throw a drop shot on it. That's yeah. just what I always throw when I fish it. I have I have another one that's really sneaky on the Susquehanna. I don't think anybody ever find it, honestly. But like in practice, the one or two days of practice I did, it was so the grass this year is just overwhelming. Even in the Susquehanna, it just mm-hmm. usually up there it just tapers and it stops. Yep. It just keeps on rolling out into the channel. And the other little really sneaky spot that's usually really good in September. I was kind of like hurt a little bit because like I go up there and practice and it was so covered in grass I couldn't even get a cast to it to touch it. Right, right. And I was like, man, you know, but the other one was still really good as far as there was no grass. It was how it should be. Right. But it just it just didn't work out. The tide was the biggest player for us locals. Period. The the, the flood tide because of the moon. We had how much rain? An inch and a half, two inches of rain probably. A couple inches. Yep. It was the perfect storm. Yep. Of not having, you know, proper timing on things towards the top of the bay mm-hmm. that should have really played big time even with a higher tide scenario. Yep. Um, so that's why I opted to run. We've been getting off. this question a lot, but how has the tide and the weigh-in times changing so affected you? That's a big that's a big deal. If if unless you're doing what these guys did by basically almost wholesaling an area to where it's more about having your line in the water and possibly coming a you know, across a fish that could or potentially bite or will bite, mm-hmm. where what Pete and I possibly were doing, where I was running, I still, I typically don't run the tides as much on the upper bay as I do on places like the James or the Delaware because the upper bay tide is, you know, what's it, two, two and a half feet? Yeah, it's, it's not, not much. It's not very much. So that gives you a long window of doing things versus where you fish the Delaware where, like, you might have 15 minutes on a spot. Yep. So, for me, the tide in this event was really crucial because I had a – even though the water was really high, once it got going, it got going. Mm-hmm. So, you had to be in these certain areas to seem like a lot faster than normal, which I thought my timing was really well. I had the opportunities. I just didn't close the deal. Right, right. You know. It was tough. It well, was. Uh, man, you had some nice bites, man. That's, that's heartbreaking. Um, I had one I, – I had one mishap on day one yep. where I lost a big fish that would have – might have won the tournament for really? me. Uh, it was it was a four pound class fish. He bit at my feet. I set, got a solid hook set, and I had him right to the water surface, just this much under the water surface. And I thought my line broke because my rod just nope. tink, and I'm like, I just I'm still in shock. And uh, and I just think I must have had the fish skin hooked or maybe one of those awkward bone yep. situations. There's just no explaining it. But I, I that's the only mishap I had really all week. And well, um, not the only. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a mishap. That was, there was <laughs> That was a good mishap. But, oh, but hold I, on, there was one other mishap. One other. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hit the pot. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <coughs> oh, whoops. Okay. Oh, right. Where's Chapsick at, Jason? <laughs> wait till wait till he's at the back of the boat and then you'll just see Chapsick floating. So the, so the camera guy must put the camera down to help you. He like, did. Oh. He did. Look, I got I got the cable. I'm throwing it in the boat. Hold on. Hold you on. like Santa Claus, Pete. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe this is happening. Mm. There it is. Is okay, that it? Wait, no. Wait for it. There it is. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> 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 it just, like, popped right up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting there. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that was my Lord. favorite part. You will uh, never live this one down, Pete. If Brian's uh, still alive, you will never live this one Wait, so, <laughs> so question. The thing that broke, is that important? Yeah, that's the cable that <laughs> releases the trolling motor up and down. Oh, okay. And it's very common. I mean, uh, it, I've everybody's got... Everybody's broke 
a trolling motor yeah, cable. Yeah, <laughs> it's hundreds of hours of up and down, up and down, up and down. It gets <laughs> a little wear and tear. You actually just need to maintenance it a little bit, and I just <laughs> – anyway. I, um, I, I Like two or three weeks ago, I, I broke one. Yeah. On Keith's boat. What happened to you? I went flying into the back deck. Into the back <laughs> like deck. I fell mm. from the front of the boat to the back. Yeah. Why what didn't we have a camera on your boat? <laughs> what got you was that butt seat. Yeah. It it, it was like well, it, it might have It honestly though. saved me because yeah. if, if I'd have gone into the boat, the da- that's where the damage occurs to your yeah. body. You yep. know? Oh, hold on, slow motion's coming up. <laughs> 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 uh, look at this. Look how I tuck my feet. They just I know. <laughs> you, like, crawled into a ball. Oh, what the hell happened there? Mm. <laughs> I didn't watch Ike Live, but a did you commercial. guys replay that 100 times? Yeah. I bet they did. Played a few times. Yeah. You know, I lost my hat, my sunglasses, and my chapstick, oh, thanks to Jocelyn Let me know that. I can't believe no one else saw the chapstick. Yeah. That was the best part. My eyes were full of water by that time. <laughs> you know what? I, I got I a takeaway from this event. So, uh, uh, I kind of changed one thing because I've had – Bad history on this body of water, especially in September and October. One thing with tidal systems, especially with ours, is barnacles are, they can be hell. I mean, they, yeah. they will hurt you. Like, they will break you off. Yeah. I flipped 25-pound test this entire tournament, and I actually liked it better. Yeah. You know? Yep. I really enjoyed flipping it. Oh, well, I've done, I've started doing that around zebras and barnacles. Yep. When I have to flip, I've gone, actually, I go up to 30. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably like it even more. Yeah, I, I think it helps too. That it slows that fall down of the jig. Mm-hmm. It just, and when you set, you're like, oh, you're coming. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like you're either gonna you're either gonna fall off or you're coming in the boat. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's a great takeaway. Yeah, I tell you, my practice on the Chesapeake was was paramount to me. Like I wanted to, I wanted a grass fish. I always want a grass fish yep. when I'm there. Yep. And I spent 15 hours in the grass with zero bites mm. and that's to me that that was incredibly helpful because it uh, let me know that i was going to fish hard cover this whole tournament you know so it, it just yep. it focused me yep. you know immediately yep. and that's that's what i did i fished i fished in the susquehanna and the northeast river and some places in between and i just i i made sure that i was throwing at hard cover i was using a the dt fat square bill i caught a couple fish uh, when I was around the shad on the square bill, the shad color right here, um, thumping bait. It was good for the stained water. Most of my fish, and this was this was kind of a cool deal. This is a, a rage bug, but it's got the it's a, cool color. it's a green pumpkin swirl. It's got the blue swirl, and it's got red flake in it. I've never even seen this color. I like it. And this is uh, coffee scent. This is just I, I don't know what it was, but I caught a tremendous amount of fish on this this bait. Though here's my pro tip of the day is when you take it out of the pack, and I always forget is you got to break the arms off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always I'm always forgetting because when you break the you got a lot of moving parts, you know. And uh, I always throw a big dumb lumpy piece of plastic for about 20 minutes before I realized I didn't pull the legs apart. How much weight were you flipping? So I, I was using three-eighths and half-ounce, depending. Mm-hmm. The, if I was in five or six feet of water, I liked the half-ounce. It got down to the habitat a lot better. But in the shallower stuff, I was using the three-eighths. Uh, Junior Keen or is that the, the bigger? It's the standard. It's the standard okay. one. Four and a half, yeah. Nice. Um, so that was the deal. And then, of course, you know, I was using the Dean's rig, which Ryan. was uh, – Yeah, here we go. Which was uh, Sanko. Um, 
five drum, drum roll, five please. Inch. Now here here's the deal. I want to give a shout out to Jared Fantini, Bashu subscriber. Uh, and this is a color that I've used for years and years, but I've I got to using a, a, a variety of different colors. I have some laminates that I like to throw, but he had been out um, in the previous month on some trips and was finding that this color, which is green pumpkin with purple and green fleck, uh, it's like green pumpkin candy. I think some. I don't. I think Yamamoto just calls it green pumpkin with green and purple fleck. Doesn't but say it's it on a little darker. What's that? Doesn't say it on the bag. It, this bag is actually old, so oh, okay. no. Yep, it's uh, this is Ike's bag. Thank Kurt. Big shout out to Ike. He gave me this because oh. I ran out of these on uh, day two, and um, this was the color that I was getting most of my bites on. So okay. Mike hooked me up with uh, with his you know bonus pack uh, that he had sitting in his truck. So that was cool that he had that extra. So um, anyway, between those those three weapons. Uh, that's how I caught all my fish. I threw everything at wood, docks, rocks. Uh, you know, I just never made a cast at grass during the tournament, you know? Yeah. I went out there and practice. I, I literally went out on the flat. I did catch two. I caught a small, like two and a half, and then I caught a large mouth, probably two pounds, but I must have saw 30 smallmouth. Yeah. Wow. Like, grouped up. And I, I actually, actually in the tournament, day two, uh, on that big slack high water, I did run out there to that area and look around because the water was moving out there. And I saw one smallie, probably like three and a half pounds. That's the only one I saw, and I just left. Yeah. Yep. There's just some some screwy happens up there when it gets into the fall. I don't know why it gets so difficult, uh, but come late October, all yeah. of a sudden we're going to be starting to smash their heads in again. Yeah. I mean, like you guys can see them, but they're not biting. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a lot of times. time of year. Yeah. It's transition. You know, out there too, I feel like the flat has changed so much with the hydrilla tour, like. They're out there. They're just so tucked into it. They might be in an area one day. Then they're just 100 yards, 500 yards down the down yep. the bay somewhere else. I think I think you get the the shad migrating up, doing their fall thing, and it pull starts pulling massive populations of fish out mm -hmm. of the grass, scatters them. So there's some fish doing that. There's still some fish hanging onto the grass, but not as many. So they're not as competitive. <laughs> they're a lot harder to catch. Yeah. Um, and they're just doing a little of this, little of that. And uh, so for me, it's just, you know, covering water. So, uh, but came close to winning this one. Still still pretty uh, pretty bummed that I didn't make that key flip. I wished I'd have dialed in a little bit better on that, um, the, the, the deeper wood where those guys were fishing. But like I said, they, I, they had it, it covered up. It's surprising know? because, I mean, if you think about textbook, high water, where you went and where you were catching them off the top of the flat is where they should have been. Mm -hmm. You know, and you caught a few, like I said, but you would think the masses would be up there. Yeah. You know, but that was the first stopping point. It just never left where they mm. dumped and got, you know, yep. first piece of cover they went to. I, I, thought, I, I fished for released fish too. Yep. I have some key spots that those released fish filter out. I'm sure. And I'm like, I can't believe they're not just piled up here, you yeah. know? I'll be honest. I think I, I find a tournament like this a lot more intriguing to follow than another s northern smallmouth event. Yeah. You know, like, and even though we knew the flats was going to fish tough, it was actually, compared to when it's on, it's actually really intriguing to see how yep. will somebody win it by making a long run. Yep. Will it happen, you know, just how it's going to play out? It's more of a chess match. It really yeah. is. And and you get to look at the habitat a lot better. Like, uh, now, JT was probably a lot of times just looking at a sonar offshore, but, but most of the – 360's key, yeah, key down there for that. No doubt. Most of the guys are fishing stuff that you could see. Any, all the stuff that I – I wound up, like, 
all the this this still amazes me. Like all the places that I was getting key bites on day one and day two, I caught nothing on on day three. I had to totally scratch it, and I took advantage of the fact that there was on, no only ten boats in the tournament, mm. and I got up on the bank, and I just junk fished. I yeah. just I just fished the piece every piece of wood in the water, every dock, every rock, and I just I just went down banks and. And just junk fished, and that's how I wound up catching my fish on day three. Interesting tournament, but but congratulations to all the top ten qualifiers, the money finishers, Bash U Rocks, everybody at Bash U, you, Riz, Ike, me, everybody was in the check line. Um, Jocelyn at uh, at this derby, mm-hmm. and um, so amazing, amazing. Uh, event we got a facebook like and share hurry up and do it real quick if you're watching over there because we're going to give away a cool, cool prize uh jocelyn i'm going to leave you in charge of that and we have a trivia question let's ask it right now yes do you want me to ask <laughs> do you want me to ask a question that was a pretty easy one but go ahead yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> this is uh we're J- jt called a lot of his fish on a jig uh on but every day he caught fish chatterbait fishing what specifically was his trailer on that chatterbait that he mentioned what was his chatterbait trailer that's our trivia question scott you're not allowed to enter (laughs) so do can you give us a facebook like and share winner Joss? i can the facebook like and share winner let me put it through and swimming lessons from pete (laughs) and swimming lessons is tim carr Tim Carr, Tim. you won some nice oh. Hobie sunglasses. Oh, man. Damn. What a deal. I'm jealous. Somebody <laughs> else, there's a pair floating in the Northeast River. Good luck. We have a winner for the trivia as well, Mr. Higgs. Mr. Higgs. It's a Strike King Z2. Z2. Very good. Yeah, these, these comments of you falling in are just, I can't Let's stop <laughs> laughing. Well, share with us. Share with us, please. <laughs> goodness so i guess when you like almost fell in you said let's roll and you literally <laughs> rolled yeah oh yeah he <laughs> says let's roll and then he did that is so funny you didn't realize people want to know literal. did you cannonball or swan die <laughs> what would you would, would you say i, I would say definitely more of a cannonball i tucked i tucked <laughs> and rolled cannonball style i would say yeah yeah yeah, yes. I can't. I can't believe it's I. A single ending. I wore reefs, uh, um, slides and or flip flops, and I can't believe they both stayed on. Like yeah. I, I they are. The, Did you squeeze your toes? Up, I up. must have been squeezing my toes. I'm like, <laughs> I, I must have been curled up. Like I'm gonna hit rock when I fall in here. Oh. Peach squeezy toes. <laughs> Peach jelly roll. Peach mm. jelly roll. <laughs> the chapstick. The chapstick lives. Mm. <laughs> Break, drop, and splash. They're so funny. <laughs> Break, drop, and splash. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, it, it's it's so awesome. But it's <laughs> it's so awesome. I tell you, the the key to that, I, I, <laughs> me surviving it was just <laughs> I think rolling with it, you know, because I didn't try to. St- like contort you sure didn't uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> because i throw my arm up like almost like i don't know like i was trying to do a maneuver oh, or something yeah. man. it flowed with the gravity it yeah. was good <laughs> that, was, that was some crazy business oh my. uh what, what a great deal what a great event um you know i want to know what jake's reaction was to you falling in <laughs> jake <laughs> jake was like first he's like uh 
he's like, oh, man, I'm a little embarrassed that my dad fell in. But then <laughs> then, then he's like, then he's he really, everybody starts laughing and, and giving him messages and talking about it. And all his friends are watching it at home and laughing. <laughs> and then he, and then he's like, he's like, I'm the son of the man that fell in on Bassmasters. <laughs> did, did, did it make so it to ESPN? I don't know. N- no. Uh, oh. ESPN. You it was, was on Fox Sports. Uh, that's right. Fox yeah. Yeah. Two, like Zone and those it, guys. It was on it. FS1. <laughs> but, I mean, it should yeah. make their national sport. I mean, like ESPN would always do their like top uh, ten or yeah, yeah. bottom ten or whatever it is. That'd be good mm-hmm. if it did. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we got to send it to, like, Barstool. We got we to gotta get you out there. Yeah. <laughs> I've, yep. been, I've been sending it to everyone we, on there. <laughs> we got we to we get it out there. <laughs> it's, I think it's out there. It's like uh, – It's out there. The yeah. last it, – it was like 200,000 views on Instagram <laughs> last I checked, which was yesterday. So everybody's everybody's enjoying my demise. Thank yes. you very much. I uh, enjoyed it. No, thank yeah. you, Pete. <laughs> yes. It was all good. Hey, we do what we can. I just wanted to go to the classic. Wouldn't it be great if I'd have fallen in and, and won- made the classic? That would have been. Yes. I know. I'm like, that's just <sighs> the most amazing story. I, I really thought you were going to win prior uh, to the, like the day before. I was like, oh, Pete's going to win this thing. I, I swear. We were, at, we were at dinner, and I said just, that. I said, Pete's going to win. Just because of yeah. the toughness of the tournament? Toughness. Or? You just you know so much, and yeah. you're so good out there. It's the backyard, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, we I told GDP this like the the more crap that melts down on me, the the better I do, and mm. so it's like it, it's just consistent. Like I I had uh, my um, my starter battery like on day one, um, I was out of power at um, twelve o'clock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. That's that's what I said. <laughs> yes, I'm going to win this tournament, and oh so gosh. I'm like I'm completely out of power. My my whole my whole boat shut down. I didn't have live wells. I didn't have aerators. Oh so I'm like, I got to stop. So I, I got jumper cables, and I jumped off of one of my trolling motor batteries to get my aerators running. And um, and I just didn't I didn't want to use my jump box. I just decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fish with the motor running, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I fished with the motor running the rest of the day. Oh, my God. Did you really? I did. Your and, poor co-angler. Yeah. <laughs> So I, but we and and I'd made no calls and we caught no more fish, but I I, I so I lost I lost maybe the last hour hour and a half of the day, but I Ouch. I fished with the motor running, so that was the first clue that I was likely going to win the tournament, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know just just had a or almost die trying, <laughs> had a bunch of other things <laughs> and then and then I fell in and I got up out of them. Believe me, when I was climbing up that ladder, I'm like. I'm I'm winning this tournament. It's happening. That that doesn't just happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a that's a sign that it's going to go down. You know? But I'd have been thinking, why God? <laughs> why? That's why a, do you hate me? I know. A lot of people <laughs> said that they they were they their reaction would have been dropping f bombs and breaking stuff or Punch did you the lose anything like a rod or anything? Ah, my rods all yeah. stayed. Wow, that's good. They all stayed. I, no. I would have dropped the bomb under the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then come up. Yes. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was crazy. Mm. Well, a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hey, we got a, that great deal going on over at Bash U right now. Just check it out uh, right now for three months. Uh, what is it? 35 $34.99. $34.99. And a Tackle Direct coupon for 25 bucks. Pays for itself. Pays for itself. Plus, you're going to learn a lot. We've got some amazing uh, fall content uh, instructional content that's going to be released. We're filming with the great 
Bobby Lane, the Red Crest Cup winner from this year. We're going to be filming when? with him uh, just a couple of weeks. Couple weeks. Also, Lee mm. Livesey out in Texas. We're going to be out visiting him on Lake Fork. Uh, nice doing some tutorials with Lee and a lot more stuff uh, coming at Bash U as always. And, Jocelyn, when is our ticket window open? Well, we are hoping to open it by Thursday. So we are really excited to come back. We are going to have a live seminars uh, in January. Yes, so we are. hopefully you'll see an open window Bash U Thursday. Of, Bash U <laughs> events are back, baby. We're going to be in South Carolina. We're going to be in Alab Gadsden, Alabama. And we are going to be our live events. We're going to be able to talk to each other. We're going to be able to shake hands and, and have so <laughs> much fun like we like we always have for all the, the whole time Bash University has been here. COVID, get away from us. We're done with you. We're going live. Look for us to be possibly in Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Minnesota. We don't know. We're putting them on the schedule. We're going to be opening, opening our ticket window soon. Delaware. So. Very nice. <laughs> Delaware. Road trip. trip. All right. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. We'll be back next week with another episode of Bash You Live. Have a great day, everybody. Oh, hold on. Oh, everybody relax. Everybody relax. Everybody <laughs> settle down. Roll it out. Look at that. I'm so oh. oh, my Lord. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. I'm you cool. sure? Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Was that live? Yeah. <laughs> 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 like your hair like smiling. No. Very good that he smiled. That was graceful. <laughs> Staying calm. Dude, Getting to the god, ladder. Yeah, Basket has a built in ladder. Oh my lord. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. I'm you cool. sure? Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Was that live? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. no. He smiled. Very good that he smiled. That was graceful. <laughs> Staying calm. Getting to the god. ladder. Yeah, Basket has a built-in ladder. Very nice feature. Lord have mercy. Come on, man. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the Chesapeake. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah.